Y'all got me some drink in my cup. <laughs> I was going to do that, but then I was like, I'm going to get halfway through recording this podcast and get sleepy. To our topic, topic, topics. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. Your lipstick is cute. What is that? Is that the Rihanna one? Girl, you know that's my baby. <laughs> you know that's my boo. How do you feel about her in the ASAPity? You know what? I like ASAP. ASAP is cute. Yeah, he's, he's definitely cute. Good. He's cute and he's so unproblematic. And you know what? I say that and let me knock on wood because I feel like <laughs> there's a scam getting ready to happen with ASAP. Like as soon as I ASAP, said like ASAP is coming. Yeah, ASAP is definitely a problematic bay. He's just really, really? Yeah, he just stays under the radar. And I think it's because like he does things that are problematic every once, like every three years, instead of being like, you know, like a future, like a repeat offender to where we're always like the baby where he's like always being right. bad. Okay, got you. Or making records with someone who shot your friend in the foot, kind of like that. That she said that that happened before. Oh, and it's just okay. coming out. But you know, somebody's a little petty, Betty. Someone, I mean, we all know who is a little petty, Betty. Um, oh, so he leaked it now to make it. That's dirt. We know now. We know who's who's on Drake level of being messy. Girl, I think Daystar may have him beat. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> Drake, the thing about Drake is like, Drake does things that are like melodramatic, messy, like hanging no, up he's... strippers' jerseys. No, like the whole little, when Meek, and, when Meek and Drake was going back and forth, no, that was like next level petty. And he knew <sighs> it. And he was just proud of it. And that was, that was fine. It was funny for the moment. But then I realized... After, you know, after the whole thing happened, I started realizing, like, okay, this is, like, your thing. What do you mean? He's just messy. Now, you know. <laughs> no. I am when it comes to Drake. That's just, like, that's his thing. That's his thing. That's his light-skinned thing. The thing about it, when it was happening with, like, the OVO Fest and Meek Mill, it mm-hmm. didn't really seem like it was messy because it kind of felt like he was defending himself because in that in that one instance, he didn't start it. And the thing is, Meek Mill is a gossip girl. So it's really hard no. to tell. And that's, the, the thing is, right now, um, that those two are both gossipers. And so right. it's like, when gossip means gossip, they're just going to go back and forth. And so it's like a kitty cat is a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah, I think they're both they're both up there and then <laughs> Meek just so happened to lose um very badly. Um but no, I definitely think I definitely think that they both were really catty. They're both really catty, but Meek Mill is catty and dumb, whereas Drake is catty and smart. So the execution <laughs> works out better. On behalf of Drake. You see what I'm saying? Because it's that thing about Scorpio. Scorpios are I was very, just about to say it's the Scorpio thing. Because right. you know, Scorpios are definitely very mean. They're mean, but they're mean in a way that's extremely calculated. Like, you'll look exactly. back at something they did and be like, wow, so you've been plotting on that for a minute. There. Right, so you've been hating me your whole life. 
And this is the moment you decided to attack. Mm, my lowest point. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're giving you guys an entire episode where we talk about our pettiest exes. Mm. Even if that ends up, you know, dragging, getting one of us dragged. It's not going to be me, which I'm fine with. <laughs> it's, it could be you. I don't know. It could be y'all Gemini's. We never know. Listen, okay, so here's the thing. Give me detail about what happened with the guy who was hoping you weren't a Taurus. Wow, that's so funny because I never responded. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's so funny that you mentioned that. Let's see what he say. He said something about um, his ex, like, really hurt his feelings or something. Taurus. Oh. Oh, so he was hurt, hurt. He was hurt, hurt. And I said, oh, yeah, my greatest heartbreak in the history of heartbreaks. Mm. That's kind of an interesting thing to unload on somebody you don't know. And now you have met the dating life because why do people tell me like random stuff? I don't understand. Do I have... So I feel like people look at me and say, wow, she looks really friendly. Let me tell her all my business. And so here I am, little innocent me, holding on to everyone's business because they just felt the need to tell me. <laughs> you have like, had okay. that since I met you. Like, I'll go but it's somewhere been, like That's always. Really? Yeah. Like, I'll go somewhere with you, and someone will sit down, and they'll see the two of us, and they'll just walk up to you and be like, so I killed somebody in third grade. Thank you. (laughs) Why do y'all be, like, why do you feel the need to come and then give me all your baggage? Like, I don't, do I not look like I'm carrying it enough? (laughs) I don't know. It's because, I don't know, I blame it on that accent, because it's just like, and the thing is, you be encouraging these people like that Uber driver the night that we got home from the club. I was going to say about that Uber driver. <laughs> you were having a full conversation with that man. Which, wait, which Uber driver are you talking about? Because I was talking about on the way to the club, we were going, um, there was like, I don't know if he was white or Hispanic or something, but there was this guy, we were talking about moms or something. He was like, what's your take on that? And we ended up having a whole little combo when he dropped us off. I don't remember. Are you him. talking about the Nigerian guy? Okay. That we gave fake names to? So I was reading this thing about podcasts. Like people were talking about podcasts that they listened to and they were talking about how the host will go into these little tangents and tell these stories and nobody knows what they're talking about because they're not oh. like in our friend group. So just this to explain. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> what? okay. Just a point of reference, this is the same one piece I had on the night that that happened, and I was thinking about that. (laughs) So here's the thing. We got out of the club, and we all, it was her, it was myself, Bianca, and my friend, and we got out the club late, and all of our feet hurt, like they were shot, they were done. We caught, we're, we were downtown, and downtown has this thing about Ubers because we were on this weird corner where they won't find you, but instead of them being decent human beings and stopping, they'll, like, leave. So I called the Uber, and we're sitting there, and we're waiting. But my friend danced with this guy in the club, and he just walks out. And so he was like, hey, come on. <laughs> Wait, no, did he do it like that? Because I don't think he's he like, I'll take y'all home. He, he said did. it. 
He walked out. He was like, hey, let me um, let me take y'all home. I'll take y'all home. It's not a big issue. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that introduction. I also have been drinking. But I don't remember that introduction. I think we thought it was. He pulled no, up. Because his car, his car was like literally right outside the club. Like it was literally like parked in front of the club. <laughs> Got and, it. Okay. Yeah. Like okay. not even like two steps away. And. Um, I'm looking at y'all like, okay, are y'all sure we're gonna get in this car? Because maybe y'all didn't understand that he was not an Uber driver. I didn't, but really <laughs> speak for me. <laughs> I was like, okay, so are we really getting in this man's car as long as we're safe together? Hey, <laughs> first so, of all, he pulled up in a way that was like he was an Uber driver. He said, Come on, right? Because he so, said he's gonna go get the car. Yeah, he said he's gonna go get the car. And he came up and was like, Hey, get in, you know, uh-huh. hey. <laughs> I did not hear you say he was gonna go get the car, girl. Yes, yes. Okay, so that you happened. were clearly the most sober because I don't recall. I was, you know. I it takes a lot for me to get drunk. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay, yeah, I don't remember that. But he pulled up and he's like, "Come on, get in the car." So we got in the car and he's talking. And my dumb self was like, "Are you the guy from the club?" And he was like, yeah. He was like, yeah. He was, I was like, aren't you the Uber driver? He was like, what are you talking about? He was like, I'm in the Navy. <laughs> and, then, and then Bianca, I don't know who said it. Bianca was like, where are you from? And he was like, oh, I'm from, who was he plotting on? Was it you or was it Lay? It was Lay. It wasn't me. It wasn't me this time. Oh, but, okay. Um, he was definitely plotting. I think I did ask him where he was from. Oh, yeah, you asked him where he was from. He was like, I'm from uh, Nigeria. And I was like, oh, okay. He was like, but I, I came to the States when I was like 12 or something. And I lived in New York. And I was like, this nigga is a whole stranger. We're just in the backseat of his car, just big chilling. Like, big chilling. He could have took us anywhere. But we would have been together. <laughs> Like the three got of us him. Yeah. And he wasn't a big dude either. At all. Um, okay. Let's get into these topics finally, because we're over here talking about nothing. Stuff y'all don't even care about. Okay, so do you want to give the people some fun facts about yourself? What's no. your ASL, girl? <laughs> My um oh a sex love oh what you know about that Alyssa <laughs> what you know about that? <laughs> find out you was on AOL yes I need your age in the chat location. room well, didn't the they have room. black one time huh they have black one time girl no they didn't what chat rooms what chat room. I thought they had black chat rooms. They I, said it was black, but it was like all white people in there. So. Wow. You know how like when the white people get in black black planet? Can't have nothing <laughs> no, girl, ourselves. I don't. Can't have nothing. Oh, you, you wasn't on black planet? This. Girl, I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have nothing for it. Log on to make an account for blackpeoplemingle.com. What is it? Black people what? I'll Bet make an account for black people meet when you make one. Okay, listen, I to you there's like a hundred thousand white people on there you may have a fact because that app black i got on there and there was white men and i was like what are you doing here yeah 
And they're looking for the black women. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but the black women are looking for black men because right. that's because the that's the name. Of the name. <laughs> and this freaking dude, he went off about that on Twitter. He was like, "I made one of them accounts. It was nothing but a whole bunch of white women." He was like, "We can't have nothing." <laughs> and then it's all white people who were looking for black people, and then the black people are no longer interested because they were looking for the black people, and all they see is the white people. Right. So now that defeats the whole purpose. Whole purpose. You're over here when you it's have like everything. It's like Post Malone being played on BET. You know, it's fine. Another story. Ooh, that happened? Do white rappers get played on BET? I mean, yeah, because Machine Gun Kelly, <laughs> he got in the fight. The cypher, he was talking his shit. I said, oh, okay. That's he said this white boy just bodied black entertainment television. I said, BT ain't got no shooters for real. Because if you did, you wouldn't have let him say that. Like, <laughs> period. <laughs> period in real life. Because, yeah. So, are you going to tell the people some facts about yourself? No. What do you want to know? Okay. <laughs> Fun facts. <laughs> Fun fact, I am a tourist. I am um, from Dallas, Texas, born and raised from the from the north side. Um, fun fact, I lived in a couple of different places across the U.S. Um, and I say across the U.S. and I definitely only mean the West Coast. Um, <laughs> fun fact, I met Alyssa when... I lived in San Diego, California, and we hit it off because our little group was like it. Because um, Bianca was a call center bully. No, because I was in a group of Geminis and they all, you know, pulled me into their Gemini <laughs> game um, to make fun of everyone there because <laughs> that's all they did. Um, yeah, that happened. Um, and then another fun fact, um, I need to get back into yoga. That was a thing. That was a whole vibe. So not to interrupt you, but I have to ask you something. Why did you stop? You know what? I'm not going to lie. Just being, um, completely honest. I definitely stopped because I, I wasn't comfortable, um, with my shape, with my size and posting like pictures and videos and stuff and, you know, I just didn't feel um, comfortable, I guess, posting online. Mm. <clears throat> did it? Ha- did you go through, like, a spiritual awakening with it? People talk about that. No. No. Mm. I mean, there's some people. No, yes. Yeah, so I didn't get that deep into it. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't get, like, deep, deep into it. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought, I mean, I thought it was a good... Uh, like me moment, especially for me, I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. I have three kids and, you know, those are like, they're like my life basically. So it's like a, something that was for me um, where I can take a moment to the side and, you know, it's relaxing, it's calming, you know, it's very peaceful and it's something, you know, for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't have like no rude awakening where it's like, I don't know what everybody else goes through, but 
for me, it was just mm-hmm. something that I can do for for me in my me in my me time. Okay. See, that's a normal response that someone can give and make me want to do it. There's people who are like, oh, it's such a spiritual awakening. And you unlock things in yourself and you become more open. You can feel emotions deeper. And I was in the middle. I listened to a podcast. Hopefully one day they have us on there. They're from Dallas, just like you. Um, It's called Cocktails. And the girl, Medina, she was like, you know, I started doing it. I just started crying. Like I got so emotional. It just unlocked emotions. And I was thinking, I don't really have time for that. No, and let me tell you, so me and my friend, oh my God, this was like the funniest thing ever. I, we, we and her, we said, hey, do you want to go to yoga class? And because we were both into it, la da da da. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, let's go. And then we were looking up like the descriptions of like all the different yoga classes and whatever. And we hadn't tried any of them. Um, and so we said, hey, let's go to this hot yoga. It's like, oh, and it's like 100 degrees. So I'm like, okay, that's fun. Like, you know, we're going to be sweating. We're going to be doing yoga. It's like hot, sweaty. And then we get our peace peace out and everything. Literally, I go there and it's like a whole full-on workout class. And like, to the point, <laughs> your face is like me doing the whole thing. <laughs> Excuse me? I mean, <laughs> it's a full-on workout class, workout class, but in the heat. So I literally felt like I was going to die the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. Like, there's people who were, like, CrossFit members. and like, You're lying. I swear to God, they were in there looking at us. I swear to God, they were just in there. And, like, they were struggling, too. So I'm just like, if these people who are in CrossFit are struggling, how do you expect me to do this at all? And so I made it. We, we finished the class. Um, it was definitely hot. Um, no pun yeah. intended. <laughs> um, I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't recommend for beginner yoga, yoga, yoga people. When people talk about hot yoga, they talk about it like it's this. Con- I'm in there thinking you guys are going to be moving slow because it's so, so hot. Beginner yoga is slow. Yes, yes. When you go to a regular yoga class, it's like slow, it's calming, it's peaceful. It's like, "Oh, la 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 la." You find your inner self and all of that good stuff. But that, I don't know, like we was doing like lunges, like we was boom boom boom, boom. like we was in there. See, that that's a finesse because the whole point of yoga is supposed to be like tranquil. And then you got me in here doing hot zumba. If it's hot, Zumba just say that. <laughs> Period. Because I was definitely finessed. <laughs> definitely. No. <laughs> that was not in the description. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know about the hot yoga shot. That's... Don't do that one. I don't know. Why are you done introducing yourself, friend? Did you tell people all? Um, yeah, so it's me. I'm Bianca. I have three kids. I, you know, I'm friends with Alyssa. <laughs> we do it. We do it big. And that's it. Yeah, we're going to make, I'm going to make my way down to the triple D in like a couple months. What you know about triple D? Okay. Who told you we call it the triple D? Chad to the rapper called y'all the triple D on Twitter. That's because that's what we're called. That's so... So your friend, I'm not going to name his name, but your friend from the place that we used to work at 
um, try to your call work me husband, out. Mm-hmm. your friend, definitely tried to call me out and say that um, D Town is not Dallas. And I said, first of all, people who are not from Dallas call it D Town. People who are from Dallas definitely say Triple D, and that's just what it is. I've never. Anytime I've heard someone reference D-Town, it was Detroit. That's what he said? No, that's what he was saying, is D-Town is really Detroit. And I'm like, okay. The confusion but with the D-Town came from other people calling us D-Town, not people from Dallas calling us D-Town. <laughs> because y'all call it Triple D. There we go. Everybody I've met from Dallas called it the Triple D. Nobody ever said we're from D. I'm from D Town. But like when you go, like you listen because you don't like Webby. No. But <laughs> so when you listen, when you listen to other like songs from like back in the day, they all like reference Dallas as D Town. But it's never anybody from. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, because in that California Swag District song where he, you know, teach me how to dougie, he did say that. He was like, I ain't from Dallas, but I D-Town Boogie. Yeah, that's true. Right, D-Town but Yeah, yeah, all of that. See? No, that's actual dance. But, you know, side note. Yeah, I know that. But he was calling the city that. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, still in my yeah. mind, I go to Detroit, Even, Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> there's no for Dallas there's no competition people from Dallas call it triple D period yeah and I don't think anybody from Detroit is like no we're the real D-Town they don't care no they are they are they're really <laughs> you're lying <laughs> you're lying we ain't it's like the pick. silent beef a silent beef <laughs> it's only one sided you can That's what it. I'm saying. That sounds very, that does sound very one-sided. Like, yeah, no. California ain't got time to beef with nobody. California's too big. You alive because y'all be beefing with Texas like all the time. Who is this? I don't know. I have one friend from San Diego and she literally be posting all the time about how Texas always be coming for a Cali. And I'm like, literally no one in Texas is worried. Like, nobody is even saying this. What are you talking about? And she's like, no. Ah, y'all always talking about the tacos and Mexican food. It's better. I have, like, yeah, you guys are... <laughs> why have that? <laughs> Don't nobody want Tex-Mex outside of people. For, y'all are the only people who want Tex-Mex. Like, the only to you. As someone who has genuinely lived in both states and has tried a couple of different places. From Here come states. the lies. Let me tell you, no, I'm, this is a hundred percent truth because you know, I spit it. I spit hot fire. I spit facts. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you this. The difference for me and, and people have their own opinions about this. So I'm going to tell you the facts. The difference for me is I, I feel as if Tex-Mex is more like a, um, like a Mexican, mix of like soul food and Mexican. It's beautiful. To, like, to where it's like high cholesterol, you know you finna get it like right after this, you finna get diabetes, like all of that's coming. Versus like Cali Mex is like um 
it's healthy. Not, no, 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 no. It's like a healthy version. Gonna, no, no, Like they no, have like not. avocado on everything. It's like <laughs> avocado toast with taco meat. <laughs> it's like what we're never gonna do is call Mexican food from here Cali Mex. Don't ever do it again. Don't. <laughs> That's what other people call it. I don't know. Oh. Are these people Caucasian? I don't know Speak. what they are. Listen, yes, I you do. I, listen, it could be Mexican, Caucasian, black. People, look at this face. You will never hear a negra or a Mexican native of Cali say Cali Mex. We don't do that. Ask anybody from the Bay. And don't trust Bay Area people because they eat from taco trucks. But what they will tell you is that they don't call it no Cali Mex. And also, after this, don't ask the Bay Area about anything. <laughs> She said, you can ask the Bay, but don't ask the Bay about anything. Right. That's the only thing. Don't ask them about their water. Don't, don't, just stick to the... No, hold on. Backtrack. Just a small little asterisk against the water. I am 100%, and I mean 150%, (laughs) disappointed. (laughs) When I lived in California, they had this thing called Arrowhead Water. And it looks, it's bottled as if it's Ozarka water. And I kid you not, I kid you not, it's the nastiest water I've ever tasted in my life. Like, I would rather drink water from a well. Like, it's it's literally, like, mixed with dirt or something because I'm, I don't know what okay. it is. So in one conversation... I was respectful when you talked about your state, wasn't I? I said nothing. Okay, you come. So you, do you like do you like Arrowhead water? Am I just respectful? Come and you come and you insult our Mexican food unprovoked, and then you disgustingly <laughs> slander the name of Arrowhead water. Wait, Arrowhead back water up. is delicious. <laughs> you're not you're not gonna ever insult Arrowhead when Dasani's right there. Like how how Aquafina. <laughs> Ma'am, you like Arrowhead water? <laughs> I love Arrowhead water. Oh my god! This is an Arrowhead water house. Okay, tell your friends. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna sit. I'm sitting Paris your way today. Today. Oh my god! Somebody I can't believe this. This is what happens when your taste buds are diluted by Tex-Mex. Oh, it's a Tex-Mex city. Okay, got it. Anyway, so I feel like Tex-Mex does have, like, cheese on everything. Like, it's like... Queso! For what? Queso! But it's not, like, any regular queso. Like, I feel like it's, like, legit, like, like, cheesy, like, oh, it just goes on everything. And that was one of the things I said when I went to California and I, like, had... The food is good. I'm not gonna lie. The, The food is great. But I was like, where's the cheese at? Where's the queso? Like, what's what's going on here? And I, I was just, I was confused by that. But it's it's just a different vibe. They're both good. I'm not going to say one's nasty and one's not. They're both good. No, I don't mean I just think it's a, I think it's just a different, different vibe. That's it. Yeah. Every region thinks their food is the best. Like, if we got into regional wars about food, everybody's going to have no, to be legit. I saw this post earlier who um, someone was talking noise on Facebook and they were like, um, what did it say? It said, um, 
this north northern food is the best that no one ever because who asked like who requests food from the north like everyone typically says oh the southern cooking is like really great and it's like no one ever says anything about northern cooking and i thought it was funny because hey i'm from the south but oh my god these people from the north and from chicago they're like oh well our food is good too like people were really big mad and i was like oh i didn't realize that everyone like really rep their their cities like that so so the thing that i think is very authentic about when we get into like regional stuff is like how the east coast bullies everyone into thinking things about them like you can't just like west coast or down south hip-hop without some east coast hip-hop head uh bombarding you about when the first hip-hop track was and telling you it started in the bronx i'm happy for you but I don't like it. Do you see what I'm saying? I like East Coast hip hop to an extent. But if, you know, if I'm from the South or if I'm from the West Coast, I have every right to prefer that music more. Or it's like, I don't want to eat pizza every day, but I feel like people from New York, they get really serious about their pizza and their Chinese food. People from the South, people from Cali, we don't care about it. You know what I'm saying? And, and the thing is, is you don't really hear about up North food because... Up north people are just down south people in fur coats. Like they moved no. on up there. This is this is you got a little bit of truth in that last statement, but I I like um I'm not gonna lie, I like East Coast music. I give East Coast their props all the time. I love East Coast music. I feel like they did start it off. I feel like for for rap music for sure. I did they I, I give them their props. I feel like they did start it off, they did jump it off. And um, I feel like so many the like regions have like their they started their thing, like they have their thing. Like everyone like down south like has like a you know its own vibe. Like everyone's got their own vibe. Again, I give props to New York for starting it off, but I feel like everyone's kind of branched off and done their own thing. And that's they started it off, and I don't have a problem with East Coast hip hop either. There's East Coast hip hop artists that I really love. Like you, I told you, I think I talked to you about this. When we were talking about Drake for the 100th time, that like right under Kendrick, my favorite rapper of all time is Jay Z. And it's like, I give respect to where respect is due, but you can't bully. If if you're not like me and your favorite hip hop artist is not Jay Z and you're somebody from the South, that doesn't mean that you're not an authentic hip hop fan. It just means that you don't really like East Coast hip hop. Like, but who doesn't like East Coast hip hop? Your people don't. The South, the South was on Twitter cutting the fool like a week ago or so when Young Thug said no, okay. about... Back up. Ba- I was about to say back up because there's like old school hip hop and there's like this new school hot mess. So there's there's no like these people that you talk about now they don't get an actual vote because <laughs> they listen to people like Young Thug. So, no, I don't... If you are a hardcore Young Thug fan, then you do not get an opinion in in, in the hip-hop vote. Because when people from Atlanta hear this, I'm directing them to you. Me, She said this. I did. Don't come in my inbox like, bitch, you ain't really from here. And that's why you were here. But he released his first mixtape. And I just want to tell you that you can honestly just suck on it. Because... I didn't say it. I know hardcore okay. fans. Here's the thing. 
here's the thing for me. Like, I feel like these, not specifically Young Thug, these new rappers, like, I feel like those are, like, they reach a certain audience that does not relate to the old school hip hop. Like the, it's it's really the new school versus the old school. Not specifically Young Thug. I don't I don't know Young Thug. Whatever he calls his fans coming for me, but <laughs> I don't know what he calls them either. Thuggers are y'all thuggers? Are I don't know. <laughs> whatever he calls his fans, I don't know. Whatever, but it's really like the new school versus the old school, and I feel like the old school. It's hip hop. Like I feel like the new school has branched off into made their own thing. It's it's a separate it's a separate in, entity where I don't even feel like you can really compare the two. But it's they're just different. But I feel like when you have the opinion that the old school is trash, then you can't really like your opinion is no longer valid because it's not trash. It's just not what you're used to. It's not trash because it's not what you're used to. But even if it's not what you're used to, it's better. So I, I don't really know. There's very few hip hop artists that are out now, and especially for me, that I would hold on the same level that I would hold hip hop legends like Jay Z at. There, there's like three. You know what I'm saying? We're not producing like Nas's. We're not producing Jay Z's. We're not oh, producing. Yeah, we're not producing uh, Dre and Snoops. We're, we're, we're just not doing that. So it's very convenient to sit back and be like, oh, uh, first of all, just because you're from the South doesn't mean that you have to erase the impact that someone like a Jay-Z has made. To say, oh, if you did a concert tomorrow and people wouldn't know 30 of your songs. So I'm a petty Betty and I was bored at work. So I sat down and actually wrote down all the JC songs that I know from to back. I could recite them. And I came up with 51 and I'm 25. So even though I'm not young, young, I'm not old by any stretch of the imagination. So I know there's people younger than me who listen to Hove too. So to get on a podcast. And I think the thing that kind of got me was that the dudes he said that to were from New York. And nobody was like... Yeah, and nobody was like, hey, I'm glad you're here, and I'm happy that you're successful, but that's a wild statement to make. A lot of these hip-hop podcasts, though... I think um, the issue is, is he feels that Jay-Z isn't... Again, that's what I'm saying. It's, I feel like it's more so the new school versus old school. Jay-Z hasn't really had too many current hits. Like, he has a couple. He has some. But, like, his top hits are, like, from way back when mm. and it's like he feels as if like these his fans probably don't know Jay-Z's music that's what I'm saying like well yeah because your average young thug fan is not listening to Hope that's my point that was what when I said by when I said that that um their their opinion doesn't matter that's what I meant like they don't <laughs> listen to to old school stuff like they don't listen to that era of music so it's mm -hmm. like your opinion does not matter if you haven't actually sat down and listened and enjoyed the music from right yeah it's a conflict of just age and just being like it's an error. ignorant to a craft yeah but ignorant to a craft though because there's no way that you can kind of call yourself a connoisseur of hip-hop if there are certain people that you don't 
or at least haven't took the time to listen to their music. But I'm not expecting the average like Playboy, Playboy Cardi fan to go listen to Reasonable Doubt. Like it's not gonna happen. It's yeah. That's why I listen to the same 15 songs every day. Same. <laughs> Who's on your playlist, Alyssa? Who you got? Who's on your 15 song? Um, let me see. I have my phone right here. Um, I listen to a lot of R&B. Really? Okay, so yeah. you're an R&B gal. Very. Do you listen to Victoria Monet? She's a fellow toxic tourist like you. Wow, I'm gonna have to look her up. The TTs. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look her up. Victoria, what? Monet. Monet. She's super cute. <sighs> Here, I'm gonna send her some. I'm gonna send you some albums from your. Is she one of her? Um, is she one of your light skins brethren, sisterin? Hmm. Michelle <laughs> Obama said, "When they go low, we go high." But I say, "When they go low, we go to hell." It's okay. I'll give you that. Don't you worry. <laughs> Michelle Obama. You did not quote First Lady. Got it. Yeah, sure did. It's okay. Don't don't you fret. I'm thinking in my mind as of right now how I'm gonna Are you about to send me something on Spotify? Because you know. Oh, I forgot. You're a part of the Apple Music cult. Again, how do you have an iPhone and don't have Apple Music? So have is kind of a subjective word because it's on my phone. No, it, it's not because you either have it and you can log in or you don't. <laughs> so it's there. It's so Victoria what? Oh, Monet. Yeah, got you. She's cute as a button. She writes a lot of Ariana Grande songs. That's her best friend. Oh, and you said this is R&B. She's on, I don't know if you would classify her as R&B. I think she's more pop. Got you. Okay. So I'm just, I be having to have, like, I have to be in a certain mood to listen to just certain music, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll put her on my list. Okay. I haven't introduced myself to y'all yet. You haven't. That's my name is Alyssa. I'm from the best coast, the West Coast, too. <laughs> I'm 25. I'm really a hot mess in the making for real. But I have an adult job secured. And for that, I'm really proud of myself. I always cherish your friends that come through as a reference for you. Always. Don't ever leave. Don't, don't ever leave them back. Okay. Period. I like Mexican food. I love Beyonce. But I like makeup. And that's about me. I'm not a craft. You didn't even tell the people you craft. Oh, I do craft. That's like my thing is. I was about to say decorating, but it's really crafting. You're right. You're right. I love to decorate like everything in craft. I didn't make a vision board this year and I'm a little bit bummed about it, but. I did on Pinterest. That's boring. You know, I'm not about to be cutting stuff out and carrying on. You know this. Why not? But you have to have it like up, and so you can actually visualize it. So you, you it, the point of a vision board. Let me explain this to you because you look like you're about to say something. The point of a vision board is to have it somewhere where you see it every single day, to where you walk by it, you can look at it, you can reference it, you can say, "Today I'm going to go out into the world and I'm going to do something productive towards one or some of my visions," and I can 
see it every day to where I can make sure that I'm being productive towards making my visions happen. So if you're on Pinterest every day and you see it on there, how does that negate the vision? Do you go on Pinterest every day? I do. But do you like, like every morning you wake up and say, Hey, I'm going to log into Pinterest. To look <laughs> I at my do life. it at some point in my day. That's what I'm saying. Like when you, so for me, it's like, you like need to have it like somewhere in your bedroom or in your closet where you go like pick out your outfits every day or somewhere like where you're brushing your teeth or where you're somewhere that you know that you will see it every morning to get your day started to, you know, to get you set. So where you can have it set in your mind, like these are my goals that I want to accomplish and these are what I'm going to, this is like the steps I need to take. To okay. 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 Does that I'll make sense? It. Now, yeah, if you tell me, if you tell me that every morning I wake up and I look at Pinterest whenever I'm like checking my emails or whatever in the morning, I haven't got out of bed. If you look on Pinterest every morning and that's, that's what you say, then that's fine. I don't know anybody who just wakes up and looks, look at Pinterest. No, but I don't do that. If you want to tell me that, then I'm going to believe you and I'm going to go with it. No, I would never lie like that. What I'm saying is that it happens <laughs> throughout the course of my day. I'll be like, hey, it's time for me to get on Pinterest to see something. But you're, I, I'm looking at my wall here and I'm like, okay, yeah, that may be a good place to, to put it. Again, I don't want to cut out a bunch of little bitty pictures. But you know what? You've actually kind of inspired So, me And that's it. the thing. You don't have to cut out a whole bunch of little bitty pictures. If that's not what you want to do. Some Okay, so people look at like the vision boards and say, hey, I have, I have to do it just like how they did it. You can literally write on a piece of a poster board and say, these are my visions. And like, that's it. Like, you don't actually have to like do the decorating and the extras. But as long as you actually have it written down... I know one thing, um, I don't know if you watched this show back in the day, but uh, being Mary Jane, mm-hmm. um, she would have like little post-it notes posted on her like window. And I thought that was a yeah. really good idea, like where she would like see like positive um, affirmations and stuff like just every day. And that's like something, you know, just, I think it's something positive that, that could work also. You can just literally post post-it notes everywhere. And like once you mm-hmm. achieve that goal, you can take it down off the wall. That actually made, yeah. Okay, I like that one. I like that one. That's a good idea. This is all over the place, uh, this episode. Sorry, people. What, is, what are we talking about? <laughs> she has three kids and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what you get. Um, we were going to talk about, okay, so I was, we talked about this before. I didn't press record, so... Hi again. You were supposed to hear this um, yesterday, but you didn't, and we're here today. And so, <laughs> again, we decided that we both we decided equally on this, which is something that was very good for both of us. We talked about how that meme is going around about the guy telling the girl that she can come over if she wants, and we talked about how we feel, how we would feel if a guy said that. But the difference is we decided that we would never ask a man to come to his home. So we didn't really know how to relate to that part of it. But if we did, we would like a solid confirmation in a yes or no format to let us know if we were going to come over there. If you'd like to go and ask men if you can come over to their house, let us know the, the thought process behind it. 
because I don't. I um no, I'm gonna go ahead and stick to my stick to mine and say I want to encourage <laughs> everyone to never ask a man if you can come to their house. I if you are a woman and you are listening. Please do not ask that man if you can come to his house. Please, if you, <laughs> please do not ask anybody if you can come to their house. Like, this, if someone wants you at their house, they will send an open invitation and say, hey, please come over if you would like to. If you are free, please stop by our house. Please stop by my house. Please come chill. Please, hey, I'm having a little get together. Come by. I feel like your home is your home and I would never want to invade someone's privacy or like, and maybe that's just introverted me because I don't want nobody just popping up. I don't want someone saying, if I, if I feel like if someone asks me, then I feel obligated to tell them yes. So if just don't ask that, I feel like that's me. Do not ask nobody, your friends, unless you like best friends with them and you basically live at their house. Like do not ask nobody to pop up wait for the invitation if you miss them or you want to hang out with them say hey sis what's going on do you want to get together and hang out if it's a guy same hey do you want to get together and hang out still it's fine but do not say do you want me to come over your house absolutely and that's the thing like me and Bianca are friends but when she lived in the same city as me I didn't just pop up at her crib I, I didn't do that. And if we were together outside of work, it was a mutual communication and it was a definite response as to what we were doing. I have one friend and she's like, dang, you're like a sister to me, late. And she's the only person whose house I'll just show up at. And even then, so I don't do that to her. There's always an invitation extended or I ask her or something like that. The freedom is, is there more. When you're friends with somebody, you know your relationship with your girlfriends. It's not up to us to tell you that. But as far as the opposite sex, wait for the invite. That way your feelings are not hurt when you get the if you want to. Because you'll know that he does because he asks you to come over there. You got to see how it looks a little wild to just be like, can I come over? Like, hmm. Right, right. That's That's from like... Y'all are mad about the if you want, and I'm just like, I'm mad that you asked. Like, no, do not ask nobody to come over. No, if it's your friend, your lover, whatever. If you, unless, unless y'all on that situation where y'all like pulling up to, you know, just pull up and do the thing, do the thing, then don't ask me to come over here. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Right. Always wait for the invitation. If a guy is interested enough in you, he'll be like, pull up after the club. Pull up when you get home from lunch. If Pull he asks you, you what you're doing and you like, you know, and you're not doing nothing, and he said, hey, he'll tell you. He'll say, hey, you want to come over? Or you want me to pull up? Or what you doing? You know, he'll tell you. Like, literally, if a guy wants you, he'll definitely let you know. I guarantee it. And I think a lot of times as women, and this may be an unpopular opinion, but I've seen it happen I feel like, and this is not a relationship podcast, by the way, but I feel like people will, women will like force it. Like, oh, well, I feel like he's interested in me. So let me just take it upon myself to ask him to go over there. He's not texting me back, but that's because he's, you know, he's an introvert or he doesn't really like to talk like that. So I text him, bro, take the hint when somebody don't like you. They don't like you. And that's okay because somebody else will. (laughs) That's the thing. Because oh you God. know as a woman, you know as a woman, we all have that one nigga that sends us a WID text or inbox every six months. You don't want him. You're never going to like him, but he won't get over it. 
<laughs> all of that. All of that. Agree. Agree. Like, love, subscribe, all of that. Yeah, don't do it. Because you're going to get your feelings hurt. And it ain't even worth it. Like, imagine the most annoyingest person texting you that has your phone number and texts you and say, hey, can I come over? No. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't, I don't, no. 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 You don't know. And, they, and you may not be the most annoying person to them. We're not saying that you are. We're no, just saying that it not. makes you, it makes you feel like you're the most annoying person when a grown man doesn't give you confirmation and he says if you want. Because he really doesn't tell you no, but he's trying and to And if you ask, him. you're setting yourself up. If you, you ask are. that question, you're setting yourself up for failure because, yeah. You're setting yourself up for failure for real. You just are. <laughs> just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> like, if you don't hear anything else, forget the text max arguments that we had. Forget details. Except for don't forget those. <laughs> Remember, the takeaway here is don't invite yourself to nobody's house. When people want you in their space, they'll ask you. Period. So there's that. We're not even gonna get into that meme, okay? It's ugly, it's ashy. The man in the meme. He had ways. Black black forces. <laughs> oh, he did kind of give off black force activity. <laughs> okay, and the second topic that we discussed was Bianca's beloved hometown. <sighs> The blacks are in here fighting during a pandemic. And Yellow Beezy, he gave us this first shock of 2021. I thought about what you said and you were actually speaking facts. What did I say? It is giving long and lanky. Yeah, you see what I mean? Yeah. So for me, I definitely like the thickness. I'm going to, you know... Mm-hmm. I will take average size and thickness. I don't, I can't do the long. I personally can't do the long. I, if it's, if you like out here, that's, I'm not, I'm not built like that. I don't know. That's, that's gonna hurt me. Um, but when I saw, when I saw what I saw, he was, he was a nice size, but I just feel like it would hurt. And that's just me. That's me. It, it to me feels like it would hurt because it was curved up. So it was long and it curved up. Like you got you gotta pick one. You can't just see. <laughs> just one. Yeah, you can't be out here. And you know, there is a special place for a man who walks around with his jeans around his ankles, a jacket and a turtleneck on. No, why was he walking like that with his jeans around his ankles? <laughs> like in what situation do you feel comfortable? pulling your pants down to your ankles with your shoes on and just walking. Uh-huh. Like, why would you not, like, hold on to your pants? I don't know. I'm not a guy, so I don't know. Do you think it's when we get home and we just be so excited to take our bra off that we'll just walk around with, like, both our titties just out? No, because I'm definitely taking off all my clothes. That's just me, though. Yeah, I do the same thing. I do the same and thing. And so why is he walking around with... Like, cause just his pants down. Like, he had a shirt Imagine, on. like, your titties out, but you still got on your puffer coat and your leggings. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, it don't add up. Like, what does that mean? Like, imagine walking around, like, okay, I, I can almost see, like, if you had to, like, go pee or something, and you decided, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't see it. <laughs> I can't see it. 
I don't understand. We're trying to help you, Yella BZ. We <laughs> come up with solutions as to why you did that because it don't make no like, sense. Why would you just continue walking through a large house with your pants pulled down to your ankles? And you walked for a while. Blanket, yeah. And it was just like swinging. Listen, that's your house, friend. You do what you want. We're just simply saying, can you take your coat off? That's all. That's it. Like, that was so <laughs> awkward to me. How you got, like, you got your winter clothes on, but your pants are down. Like, I, it just didn't add up for me. That's just me. It added up for me when I seen him eating cornbread cereal. Did it? It added up for you? Because the cornbread I, cereal still don't make sense to me, but, you know, I'm going to go with it. Again, your Southern folks were like, yours, you just don't know about the South and stop speaking on Southern business. And I said, let me ask the Southern Belle if she eats cornbread cereal. And you told me no. I was actually surprised about that. First of all, first and foremost, do not add me as the representative for the South because <laughs> you are Willie Gilbert. You will definitely be disappointed because no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the representative. I don't know about half of this stuff. I didn't eat those. I didn't eat no cornbread with no with no milk. He ate like good milk. milk. I I don't even like milk, so I'm just. <laughs> no. He ate it with milk and he added sugar and you were like, yeah, well the sugar made sense. <laughs> I don't like milk, so I would add sugar. And so the sugar did make sense. But the whole know, thing didn't make sense. So when you eat in cereal, do you add sugar to your cereal? No, because I eat cereal that already has sugar added. Wow. So you don't add extra sugar? I don't do that, no. Okay, that's good. You add addition. So if you're eating a sugary cereal, you add additional sugar. I mean, as a child, I did. Yes. <laughs> did you, did you have silver teeth? No, I had good teeth. I didn't. No, I ain't never had none of it. You wasn't giving silver. That's very silver tooth activity. <laughs> a lot of the things I do, you would probably consider as silver tooth activity. Like when I told you I was eating, I was the one to eat hot Cheetos in the morning. No, that was more black Air Force activity. That honestly really kind of shocked me. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, you were the one eating hot Cheetos at 7 a.m.? <laughs> That's the reason why you and were bonding over pole dancer, because that was her. Oh, that is her song. Yeah, Poe Dancer. Hey. Oh, yeah. Nice. No, I never did that. Yeah, no. No additional sugar to, to that. Mm. Well, so adding sugar to cereal makes sense. So it seems more cereally when you add the sugar for me. Of course, like regular sugar. I don't really care how you eat it, but I had never seen like chunks of cornbread in a bowl that someone was breaking up into little pieces and then adding cereal I mean adding sugar and eating it with a spoon like it was cereal like that was new I had never seen that I'm actually probably gonna try that I'm not a huge cornbread fan in general again I'm probably the wrong person to ask for this topic this again that's why I didn't want to be like the southern representative but um I'm not a huge fan of cornbread in general um, oh. but I kind of want to taste it now. I kind of want to like pour some milk. I wonder if it's the same if I do my almond milk. How about we don't do it? See, the thing is, is that <laughs> this, when, when people see bad behavior, they want to mimic it. Cause a lot of people see me and was like, mm, that look good. I was like, it, to me, okay, here's him doing that. 
And here's Boosie eating the cake cereal. Did you see him do that? No. He but what I will a- tell you I saw that Boosie did was ride around in that wheelchair. <laughs> When <laughs> yeah. he was riding around in the power, what's the power wheelchair it's called? The little scooters. Yes, he was riding around in a scooter. Oh my god! You know, and he was gone on it too. It wasn't like no small like let's ride around. Like he was like zooming, boosty zoom. <laughs> How many years was he in prison? You expected me to know. See, she listens to Webby, but she doesn't know how long Boozy was in jail. <clears throat> no, because I listen to Webby. You know, Siri, how long was rapper Lil Boosie incarcerated? Oh, eight years? That's that nigga was not locked up for eight years. Probably. Yeah. Whoa. Why would you tag me in this? You do <laughs> things on social media that make me want to block you. Why does this have a million views? Why is he in this? <laughs> this nigga. Love Boosie. <laughs> rolling Boosie. I thought that was rolling Ray. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I love Boosie. He's so hilarious. Now he be on some nonsense. Yeah. I'm not going to have the nerve to say he broke his virgin voting. I'm glad he's out there voting though. And Who do you vote for? The, run, the runoffs? He was talking about the Warnock. Warnock. Remember, today's oh. like the big day for Georgia. Right, the runoffs. Oh, that's good. He voted in the runoffs. That's good. I'm looking for a change. I hate him. Anyway. <laughs> the change is you, nigga. <laughs> he-
main topic is is love after lockup. One of you all tell me the name of that lady who was trying to make that uh here. Listen, hold on. You gotta watch the clip and then give commentary. Love Listen, because lock up black lady, black couple. Chevelle and Quaylin. Okay, so there's multiple. Andrea and Lamar. <clears throat> okay. Sometimes um I think these people Okay, here. So watch that. <clears throat> it's like two it's like two two minute clips. Okay, so there's the first one. Okay, yeah, okay. Watch this one first. Because <clears throat> this gives background into this lady. Okay, there you go. What's the one you said? Second? Yeah. <clears throat> We don't know that's destiny. So it wasn't nobody out free that you was destined to be with. Got it. No, because there ain't no more. Just get that organizer. There was a family vote in Utah to move to California. And I'm here. It's one of the poorest and most dangerous neighborhoods in LA. I don't know what the hell I'm doing and why. Stop waiting on me to open the door. I'm good on California. I don't care how expensive it is or none of that. Like, I can't see myself really living where I love California. I think by the time this coronavirus go away, I'm going to have my dress eating out my hands. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never think about you talking no more. Listen to these sirens all the damn time. This is what the kids wake up to. So we're comparing Utah to California. Got it. Okay. Following along. And she's also a Mormon, so keep that in mind. Oh, I missed that part. (laughs) I always made a vow that I would never let my kids live in the inner city ghetto. Mm -hmm. Broke that rule because we can't afford to live where we need to live to feel safe in California. Did you measure it before you bought it? I didn't do none of Measure the closet. Yeah. You're supposed to measure the closet to make sure it fit in there. Well, you ain't never saw me Why that. do I have to take Because I'm not, well, I'm not a handy man. I worked hard my whole life so my kids can have their own room. And so they never had to live in the ghetto. And I failed it. It's just temporary. We have to share a closet and we live in the inner city. Okay, well, look how many people don't have a closet. Have now, a closet. we're not concerned about those other people. I'm mm-hmm. concerned about our children. This is not what I wanted, okay? I just want you to build this and just give me my space. Wait a minute. Okay. I want to pause. Oh, it's almost over. So, I just want to encourage everyone right now to actually... <laughs> And I'm not really big on the Steve Harvey little fake commentaries, whatever he be doing. But he did say some real stuff that can relate to this. And when I tell you, and this goes back to my girl Sierra too. 
why would you expect a better life out of a felon? 18-year felon, right? So we're not talking in and out two to three-year sentence. We're talking about someone's whole entire lifetime. If you are with someone that is doing illegal activities and you are aware of those illegal activities, <laughs> then that means that you are are setting yourself up for that lifestyle. And now if you are down with it and you are ride or die and you don't care about living in the inner cities or living in the ghetto or whatever you want to call it or whatever these people want to call it, then that is fine. But however, mm. if you want to call yourself having standards and trying to live your better life, then don't sit up here and, and do this stupid stuff. Like Sierra said, because everybody's bugging her about the uh, the prayer for Russell. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was the fact that she leveled up. Like, she literally wanted better for her life. And it was the fact that she did not want to... Like, she started realizing, you, you take the bad guy, and then you're shocked when you get the bad life. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, wow, is this, is this what I signed up for? And it's, yes. You it did. absolutely is. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely, you saw the boxes, you checked them, and you went ahead and, and said yes, and that's just what you signed up for. And you were fully aware and cognizant of the bad behavior and the horrible life choices, and that was part of the appeal for you. Again, what, if this is not a secret to you, if, if I could see if this was all behind your back and you're shocked that, oh, my God, my husband is is robbing people and is a drug dealer and you know whatever i don't see how that can be a secret at any point of your marriage but um if it just so happens to be a secret then i can maybe understand but it's gonna be very far-fetched for it to be an actual secret that your spouse is doing illegal activities either you chose not to pay attention or you just yeah you're just not paying attention so I think the point of contention I have with that lady in particular is, and this is my motto for any situation, do what you want, but I have a personal problem when you bring children into environments like that. Those children had a secure life that you provided for them, like you said, in Utah. You had them in a safe environment, a familiar environment around people they grew up around and knew to love. You chased an 18-year felon to California where you know nobody and then you move your kids to the inner city like they're not used to living in for what? Because he's your soulmate. No, ma'am. <laughs> you see, that that's why I don't believe in any of that because people use that often to make bad decisions. Mm. You use that, you use love and soulmate and love at first sight and uh, what do the girls be saying? The spiritual girls. What do they say? Uh, twin flame. He's, you never heard of that? Mm-mm, enlighten me. <laughs> He's my twin flame. I don't really know what it means. I, I just know it's... Anyway, it's a bunch of malarkey, like the white women say. All I'm going to tell you is that do not... I am not dating no felon, okay? I feel like love after lockup be trying to glamorize stuff. Like, no. Mm-mm. No, sir. But then we should, I don't know. Should we live, should we say that? Because every guy that goes to jail is not a Lamar. And every guy that goes to jail is not an 18-year felon. And so that's the other thing. Um, 
so I'm not I'm not looking down upon anyone who dates felons or you're in a situation where your spouse just so happens to have like been a felon or is a felon or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I I understand that there are certain circumstances, and I again, it's one of those things. It's like you can't say that you know you're never gonna that's never gonna happen to you and whatever because it can very well happen to you. Dating but a felon. At the same time, you are making a, a conscious decision to continue doing what you're doing. And I'm not telling you to not be loyal to that person that's, you know, I don't know about you and your relationship with that person. I'm not telling you don't be loyal to them. I'm not telling you any of that. However, but just make sure that you are aware that you are making a conscious decision to stay in that situation. But but I think the thing that stuck out to me, and not to defend him in any way, but it did stick out to me that she's kind of like berating him for not bringing her into a more luxurious lifestyle. What? I don't know. I think I'm a little bit lost about that. Because being real with yourself, you had to have known it wasn't going to be too much better than that. Even if he didn't marry you, that's where he was going to go. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't have these high expectations and expect, like, expect the high expectations from from the felon. And keep in mind, this is not a act, um, a current uh, uh, review of this show. It's mm. I'm pretty sure there's been like two or three more seasons since then. I don't care. That's the I did. I don't know how it is in California, but I do feel like. Um, well, I know for sure in Texas there are. Um, it's they make it very hard for you as a felon to get um, a place to live, and a job, um, and all of those things. So I think he would already be struggling with just finding a job that accepts felons already, and then you know putting on a a house application that you are a felon or whatever the case may be like it it would make it a lot harder for you to get approved for a house so of course the places that you would have to live are in probably what she would consider the ghetto that's another topic as to how she was talking about that neighborhood we're going to talk about that in different (laughs) okay but (laughs) she can't what I'm saying, like, she can't expect that, like, if you know that you're dating a felon, you can't expect this luxurious lifestyle. Agreed, yeah. But I'm just speaking to the language that she was using about the area itself was very off-putting. But we're going to talk about all that crap in a different episode. Just, But yeah, no, I agree. I don't have anything for her. I don't, I'm not a fan of people who intentionally create chaos in their life and then complain about it. Like, we're that, all... That's my point. Right. She's like, definitely the wrong all, Right. We're all prone to ebbs and flows of life, and there are times in our lives where without our control, stuff just gets hectic, and we don't know how we're going to get through day by day. But there is a difference between intentional... Writing someone through a pen pal site, knowing they're 18-year-old... 18 year felon, bringing them around your children and moving to different state is intentional chaos to me. And I just, I don't, I don't really have sympathy for it. 